Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 204 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, when we were younger, many of us, we were taught to use our imagination. And that's a good thing, but it can also take us in directions that we really shouldn't go into. Yeah, let's talk about that. Please take this time to go ahead and get your Bible, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with vain imaginations. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So let me start off by giving a scripture from the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12, verse 1. And the writer reminds us that we are to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily will beset us on this race that God has called us to patiently run. Now, when we think about sin, traditionally, many of us, not everyone, we often think about, quote unquote, the big ones, uh, lying, stealing, getting drunk, uh, adultery, those kinds of things. Have we ever, though, stopped to consider the, the sin of our thought processes, our imaginations, what goes on in our minds? Let me give you an example with a scenario and a pop quiz. So imagine that you are supposed to connect with a dear friend of yours or a loved one, your spouse or significant other. You're supposed to connect at a particular point in time in the day. So you've reached out to this person and several hours have gone by and they have not responded. Here's our pop quiz. Do you, A... Give that individual the benefit of the doubt, considering that they may not have had a moment to reach out to you or to reach back out to you, rather. Or maybe they hadn't gotten your message at all because of some sort of snafu technology or technological snafu. B, do you pray for their safety and whatever that may be happening that is delaying them getting back with you? Or C, Do you start to get worried? 
anxious, or enraged? Now, if the answer is C, let's start with worried. Now, what happens is, is that when we start to get full of care or worry about someone, um, we start to worse. We start to imagine the worst case scenario. Uh, your mind starts to go into places where that person could be. You're retracing their possible steps, the places that they visited. You may start calling or texting the individual over and over to try to get that person to actually respond. How about the anxiety? Now, anxiety and worry are very closely related. Now, in this particular case, your anxiety starts to be more around what the person may be doing. Maybe they're not hurt, your reasoning. Uh, maybe they're just being inconsiderate and not returning your phone call or your text message or what have you. Then you start to think, well, what's so important that they cannot get back with me? Are they with another person? You know, are they doing something they have no business doing? Then you start to think about, you know what, when we were out last week or when I was talking to them last month, I, I noticed when I introduced them to so-and-so that uh, there was a spark there. I thought I noticed um, a fire in their eyes or they looked a little too long at one another. You know what? You know what? Mom was right about him or, you know, my friend was right about her. Now, now what are we going to do? You know, are we still going to be friends? Um, how are we going to, how am I going to explain that we're no longer friends because of such and such? Or if this is your spouse or significant other, um, you know, who's going to tell the children about our divorce? And um, what are the people going to think when we don't go to the Dittmeyer's party together? And, you know, maybe we should wait until after the holidays for us to break up. And we just go on and on and on in our minds, again, riddled with anxiety. And then uh, there can be rage that comes. Now, rage comes in after dwelling on the anxiety. And thinking about that individual, you mentally plan how you will assault them in a verbal manner once you see that person. You think to yourself, when I see them, I'm going to tell them the nerve of them not uh, calling me back or, or sending me a text message back. You know, what, are you upset about something? No, 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 they weren't upset. You're just in one of your moods. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you so-and-so that there was a time that I wasn't feeling well, and I still made sure that I responded to you in a timely manner. You know, maybe we're not the couple I thought we were. Or maybe you're not the friend I thought we were. You know, people just change all the time, and you're changing, and because you're not the same anymore, and, you know, you're just like so-and-so said you would be, and just like this happened to me back in, you know, 2002 with uh, my other friend or, you know, the last person I was dating. You're just like so-and-so. You know, I didn't do anything, and all of a sudden now we're arch enemies, and, you know, I I'm not going to put up with any of this, and, and you know, if and when you do decide to, you know, apologize to me. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to forgive you the way that I should forgive you because this is just way too much for me. And then we reason back and forth in our heads. Well, if they don't apologize to me by Friday, what I'm going to do is give them the cold shoulder until Sunday. And then when they do to come to me to ask me what's wrong, I'm going to say nothing. And I'm going to say it in a tone that they understand that there really is something wrong. And then um, I'm going to tell them exactly how I feel. And I'm going to deal with them out of a long-handled spoon. Or maybe I should just be silent. Maybe I, I should just ignore them altogether. And, and I, I'll just... 
decide that, you know, the party, when we go to the party, I'll just freeze them out or I'll make sarcastic remarks or whatever the case would be. And BCU family, I'm (laughs) kind of going in different directions, but that's how our minds can go uh, if we're not careful. And we just create these productions I mean, full-on productions in our minds with music scores and all kinds of dialogue in our minds without even talking with the person first. I'm telling you, our imaginations can take us to some places that we really have no business going. Now, the Strong's Concordance defines the word imaginations, and uh, this is in the Greek, and I believe it's pronounced logimos, L-O-G-I. M-O-S, logimos, and that definition of imaginations is the bottom line reasoning that reflects someone's values or how they personally assign weight in determining what they find reasonable, uh, calculated arguments or thoughts, reaching a personal opinion, or what comes out of personal reckoning. Now, when we think about that definition, Let me just sort of go into it a little bit more or repeat what I said. What we find reasonable, personal opinions, and personal reckoning. When we think about it, that translates into leaning to our own understanding. And Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 6, remind us that we are not supposed to lean to our own understanding, but we are to acknowledge God in all of our ways, and that even means in what we're thinking about another individual or situation. When we lean to our own understanding, our understanding is limited, short sighted, it's finite, and I can tell you that our flesh will not line up with the Word of God at all. We spend so much time in our heads, BCU family, debating a person or a situation in our minds over and over and over again until we are mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and quite frankly, sometimes we are physically drained. As a matter of fact, I am pretty convinced that some of the afflictions that come about in our bodies, and not all of them obviously, uh, but many of them I think come from the constant deliberations that are in our minds. You know, I can think about uh, times before the Lord really spoke to me about the situation where stress headaches would come where there were just things, you know, going over and over in your mind where you start to feel tension or stress in your head. And that was coming from just overthinking and going over things over and over in my mind. So we have to keep in mind that God in his infinite wisdom, you know, he knows um, that or that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The word tells us that in the book of John. And we have to understand that our thoughts are not off limits to the adversary. So rather than entertaining thoughts that come from the devil, God has given us his word to help us. He knew, he knew this was going to happen, so he has equipped us equipped us with his word. So let's get into the word of God and see what we can do to make sure that we don't continue to say in our imaginations in the wrong way. So the first scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number five. Casting down imaginations and every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So I love this scripture, BCU family, because it says that we have to cast down. That means that's a verb. So we have to be intentional with the help of God to cast down imaginations. Now remember, imaginations are what we find reasonable. Our personal opinions, our personal reckoning. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, we have to cast that down and out and bring all of our thoughts into captivity and the obedience of Christ. So in order to do that, we got to take out those bad thoughts. We cast those out in the name of Jesus and we have to replace them with what the word of God says. Now, there are plenty of things to choose from in the word of God. I could not name every scripture that's going to help. I can bring it to one in particular that uh, spoke to my spirit last week uh, through a dear nephew of mine. And that is Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Listen to this, BCU family, verse number two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate, think on, ponder, day and night. Now, BCU family, obviously we have, you know, work and we have family and we're at the grocery store and we've got things to take care of. Nonetheless, uh, in our hearts should be the word of God and we can even meditate on it while we're at work. We can meditate on a scripture while we're uh, cleaning or doing housework or running our errands. We can still meditate on the word of God and that's going to keep us from entertaining thoughts that are not of God. That's going to keep us from going back and forth in our minds about what we're going to do or say to someone that, again, is not Christ-like. Now, verse number three of Psalm 1 says, and for those that meditate in the, in the Lord's word day and night, says that, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So think about that. Just staying out of the way of sinners, the scornful and the ungodly, staying out of those ways. And if we're meditating on the thoughts that the enemy gives us, this is not what God has us to do. So obviously it's opposite of God. So staying away from meditating on that, staying out of that and meditating on the word of God, God guarantees that we will be like trees planted by the rivers of water and that our fruit is coming, that we're going to produce good fruit in our season and that we will always uh, be green. Our leaves will never dry up or wither, that we will prosper in what it is that we do according to what God has told us to do. So this is why we have to meditate on the Lord so that we recognize his voice. He'll let us know what to do. And in turn, we're going to prosper. I tell you, this is just, this is blessing my heart, BCU family, and I pray it's doing the same for you. Now, we're, we're talking here now about being worried or anxious, all right? So that is part of life. Um, many of us, including myself, have those moments. So if we feel that way, we can go to God in prayer, fervently asking him what, for what we need 
and then thanking him for it. And I'm going to one of my favorite passages of scripture. It is in the book of Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. All right. Paul tells us here to be anxious, to be careful, to be worried for nothing. And I love God's word. It's absolute. There's no exceptions to this for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So all we have to do is to pray with fervency, that supplication, and then give God thanks. And then we're going to get the peace that comes with that. When you think about it, BCU family, if we've got peace, we're meditating on what God is, is going to do and we're thanking him for it. The peace that comes with that, you're, you're not going to want to dwell on anything that is going to bring you to a place where you're back to that anxiety or worry again. Now, once we've made our request known to God, of course, the enemy wants to come in and bring doubt and fear and concern. What we want to do is replace those thoughts with whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, that have virtue and that are praiseworthy. Those are the things that we think about. And that's in Philippians chapter four, verse number eight. So when the temptation comes to have an argument uh, with yourself about what somebody has done to you or a negative self-talk or whatever it is that's popping up in your mind that doesn't line up with God, we're to replace it with Philippians four and eight. Something else, BCU family, to think about is that we should make sure that not only our words are acceptable to God, but our thoughts have to be too. Psalm 19, verse number 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, what we're thinking about on the inside, our hearts and our minds are connected, BCU family. So what's going on in the heart is in the mind and and, uh, vice versa. So whatever we're meditating on, may that be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. If we are going back and forth, arguing with someone in our minds, if we are entertaining thoughts um, of fear, doubt, worry, concern, and we're, again, rehearsing those things over and over in our hearts and minds, that's not acceptable to God because he has asked us to go ahead and to uh, make our request known to him, not to keep the requests in our hearts, but to make them known to him. So really, that's disobedience, and we certainly don't want to live in disobedience. It's one thing when you, uh, you know, something pops up in your head and you, you think about it for a few seconds, but then what are you going to do with that thought? You are going to take that captivity, and you're going to tell God all about it and let him deal with that. Amen? So, BCU family, I just want to stress once again that uh, at some point in time in all of our lives, we will experience, you know, fear, anxiety, stress, confrontations that we're concerned about, the what ifs, those, that's perfectly normal. And what God wants us to do after those thoughts and emotions come is to stay focused on his word because it will lead, guide, protect, and perfect us. 
our thoughts uh, eventually come out in our speech and actions. So if we are full of Jesus, our thoughts, speech, and actions will reflect him rather than not. Amen? Amen. So, BCU family, what are your thoughts on vain imagination, self-arguments, entertaining worst-case scenarios over and over in your mind? Is the struggle real? I know with the help of the Lord, I have to be very intentional about my thought processes or they can overtake my spirit in a negative way. So, how do you handle those types of things? Do you have go-to scriptures? Talk to me. I'll tell you what, if you're not already on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, please head on over down to the comment section. Uh, There's a spot there for you to uh, pop in what your thoughts are about our topic du jour, and we can continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, it is about time for me to wrap things up. It was certainly my honor to be your encourager today with the help of the Lord. I am so looking forward to the next time we are together. And until then, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall.